Hey, what's up? Happy Friday, everyone. Before we get rolling with today's show, I wanted to come at you real quick. This is your host of Felony Friday, John Odermatt. Wanted to talk about five-star reviews once again. Um, I brought it up a couple months ago uh, as a new idea to get engagement from the audience, to influence the show and ask us questions, bring us new ideas, things like that. The response has been nothing short of incredible. And Mark and Brian and I have been talking and I think what we're going to do is, starting with August and going forward, is we're going to have a once a month, a separate show that is not a part of our Monday, Wednesday, or Friday show, where we address uh, any questions or comments or topics brought up in a five-star review. So you can leave uh, your topic, your question, whatever, and ask me anything for, for all of us. You can leave that by going to Apple Podcasts. That's the place that I'm going to look, and we're all going to look. That's the place that has the most impact and influence in the algorithm for podcasts right now. So leave it there. Leave a five-star review. Uh, you can leave a comment. Tell us how much you love our show. What's your favorite thing? And then, yeah, just ask us anything. Give us a topic, what you want us to talk about. If you have a question about libertarian philosophy or really anything in the world, uh, the three of us are going to get together and talk about it. So that's it, guys. Thank you so much for your great response to the five-star reviews. And let's get rolling with today. Welcome to Felony Friday, a presentation of the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here is your host, John Odermatt. Felons, friends, and freedom lovers, welcome back to another edition of Felony Friday, a weekly show right here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. Of course, Felony Friday is one of three shows on this variety network, this variety podcasting channel that we have. We have a show every Monday hosted by Mark Clare, a show every Wednesday, hosted by Brian McWilliams. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app to hear all three shows. Uh, you know, I want to quickly get to today's show. I have an awesome one lined up for you all this week. Before I do that, I do want to talk about uh, some things that I'm really passionate about and I want to pass on to my audience here. Obviously, you guys know that I'm passionate about liberty, the ideas of liberty, advancing those ideas forward, looking for the best uh, paths to take as we reform the criminal justice system and give uh, people who have suffered through the, the system a platform here on Felony Friday. Two other things that you might not know that I'm passionate about, or if you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or uh, Twitter, you might know I'm also passionate about uh, alternative forms of income. Um, finding different ways to supplement your income. And in these uh, trying times, in these difficult times of COVID, where your business can be shut down, you can be uh, furloughed from your job, laid off from your job, it's more important now than ever to find other ways to make money and especially to find ways to make residual income. You know, as you do go back to work or if you're working on something else, you can set up a, a side business, a side hustle of residual income that is going to pay you um, while you sleep, literally. The third thing that I'm passionate about is health, immunity, uh, primarily through through gut health, healing from the inside out, uh, striking the root of the problem of, uh, of gut dysbiosis, which can affect us in so many different ways. And almost everyone suffers from it because the culture, the lifestyle that we live in is going to probably is going to cause problems um, in our gut, going to cause imbalances through uh, through antibiotic treatments, through pollution, through sugar, through processed foods, through artificial sweeteners. And it's impossible to avoid all of this stuff. Stress, everyday stress is going to impact your gut in a negative way. Impossible to avoid all of this stuff. Um, if you follow me on social media, you know that I'm big into gut health systems. So if you're interested in learning more about the gut health systems I use to boost immunity, uh, to really transform my life, I've lost 40 pounds, actually 46 pounds in the past uh, few years here by getting my gut healthy and uh, starting to exercise again. So if you're interested in hearing more about that, please reach out to me. You can reach out to me uh, on Facebook, friend me if, if we're not friends, and send me a DM, of course, on Twitter too. Twitter is at John Odermatt, where you can find me. Instagram is at John Odermatt. You can find me there. So hit me up, reach out if you'd like to learn more. Let's get rolling with today's show. 
Welcome back to another edition of Felony Friday here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. Today's episode, a little bit different than the past several I've had where I'm talking to uh, felons and people who have been through the criminal justice system. Today, we're going to be talking some current events, going to be talking the uh, Jeffrey Epstein, Giselaine uh, Maxwell. Is that how you say it? That's um, Brian says. I'm not sure if that's right. I'm uh, going to be talking about the that document release, all the conspiracies around it, some of that stuff and uh and get into i don't know what we really think is going on here so i reached out to two of the most uh i don't know knowledgeable and expert uh people that i know in this field unfortunately they did not respond to me so <laughs> instead, <laughs> instead i got howie and rico welcome to oh, uh, felony friday son of a bitch Odie. hey <laughs> We're glad to be here. Uh, yes, we are not felons, but um, I think Rico spent some time in jail, and I, I did spend the n- a, a night in jail. Maybe that qualifies us. In a cheerleader uniform. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I'm a misdemeanor Rico, not n- no. Uh, misdemeanor Rico. That mine doesn't... was a summary offense. I was just, I, I wouldn't even had to stay if someone sober could have signed for me, but. You need more sober ha- friends. I didn't have a person like that, and I wasn't going to call my mom, so I just spent the night in jail. <laughs> that's, that's a luxury, a sober friend. Oh, boy. No designated drivers. <laughs> I'll be lucky to have one of those. But uh, anyway, guys, let's uh, first talk about what we're drinking here. So, Rico, what are you what are you drinking? Well, on um, in our pre-show, I finished off the last of my delicious pear cider that I've been having in the refrigerator for a while. Mm-hmm but I just have them every now and then. They're very good, but that's gone. So I'm drinking Corona out of a can. Hmm. Interesting. Howie? Well, while we were recording our uh, bonus, I was drinking his uh, Flynn's Burger Dunkel. Very good. Now, What's the uh, alcohol content on that? This is 4.8. Oh, wow. That's low. And now I'm drinking this uh, Dogfish Head 60 Minute IPA, which is 6%. Nice. I have a uh, nice uh, tequila, uh, Hornitos tequila and Spindrift uh, lime, sparkling water mixed together. And then once that runs out, I got some Sierra Nevada. So I've been on a big tequila kick recently. Tequila is, I don't know. I don't know why I wasted time drinking things like vodka and rum in my life when Tequila was always there, and I just never drank it until recently. Like so you have things. it with uh, what? Seltzer water? Yeah, it's just lime. I mean, just lime, sparkling water, lime flavored. It's I'll good. To try that myself. Yeah. What All kind right. of tequila is it? Did you say? It's uh, Hornitos. It's not, you know, on the same level as a uh, fancy JB's tequila, but you know, there's like two tequilas I like, but I can't think of the names of them. You must be a big fan. No, I mean, one's Cuervo, obviously. There's another one, though. That's well, Cuervo, good. like, I don't know. Cuervo's barely tequila. It's, I, I don't know. It's, well, it's got to well, be mixed. It's got to be mixed. What's in, like, the other one you think I like? I, I'd recognize if I heard the name. Um, I, I don't know. Um, there's a lot <laughs> what of else is there? Tequila. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. All right. Anyways. Rousing let's get, start here. Yeah, let's, 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 the, let's dig into this. So I'm just going to actually turn it over to... Uh, I don't know who wants to take the lead oh, here to kick. I this would off. say knows more than me. Start with Howie. I, I think. Okay. Well, well, I'll, I guess I'll set it up real okay. quick. I think what we're talking about is the document dump from a civil. Mm-hmm. Is it a civil lawsuit right now? Is it yep. Virginia? Is it Joffrey? And she that, is suing someone for slander, right? She's suing so, the Bible. So in 2015, there, there was a slander case uh, where Virginia Roberts. I don't know how to say it. If what Rico said is right, Joffrey was suing uh, Ghislaine Maxwell for slander. Now that Ghislaine Maxwell has been arrested and is being charged with like sex trafficking, all this, these kind of things have been, you know, put into evidence and have been released. So that's what we're here to talk about today. Some redacted, some not so well redacted. Oh, this is to me the most exciting thing about this. Let's start with that. Well, there has to be a conspiracy <laughs> behind what's redacted and what's not redacted. Well, no, no, even bigger than that. All right. Okay. So they re- they release these redacted documents. Then people on the conspiracy things notice if you copy these redacted documents in like a text file, you can unredact the redactions. Really? But not all of them, what? only some of them. So what? then it's like, oh, 
was the ones that you could redact that were done wrong an accident or they are they stupid or is this on purpose did they want us to see some of these yeah why would you redact something one way and some of them were like redacted the right way and you could not see what it said but a lot of the stuff they were well, able so, to so how do you redact something the the right way? I mean, in the, the old way, so, you would take so, out so the, a, a so the wrong Sharpie. way. <laughs> the wrong way is you have a word document and you put like a black box over it. Yeah, and okay. you like save, and it's like I could open it and be like, oh, let's make that <laughs> right. black box clear. Well, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> you could also just I like mean, highlight it right and, and see it with your. Cursor. So that's what they did. <laughs> you do the old red line through it. <laughs> You need to at least ignore. like like write protective documents. I mean, Jesus Christ. Well, don't, I mean, so are you supposed to have? It's supposed to be a PDF document, I would assume, right? And then you exit out and you save. Anyways, it a certain, some of it you were able to like you could edit, put it on edit mode, and remove some of those redactions. So, I, like, what type of like was Bill Clinton? Because Bill Clinton's mentioned in them. Was he redacted in them? And then that was they. They were able to unredact it, or was I, that? I, I I don't believe so. But that's also the second most interesting thing about this because this places him on Epstein's orgy island, Little St. James. But the media, for the most part, said nothing about this. Mm-hmm. Which to me, yeah. I, I, I think that would be national it's, news. It's ridiculous that you cannot cover and. Maybe they just think, well, there's that, that's giving them too much credit. I mean, you could argue like, well, this isn't news. We all knew that Bill Clinton was on Orgy Island a hundred times, but I guess maybe that was only conspiracy theorists saying that before. Well, now there's hard evidence of it. Well, yeah, I guess I, I think I think it was I think Clinton Clinton had admitted to being on his plane on Epstein's plane, but no, he, he said he wasn't on the today. island. I think I think he's an IB on the island. And he said he was with Secret Service every time he was on the plane. And then this, these documents are saying Secret Service wasn't well, there. I remember Howie saying that was not he, true. There was records of him not being with Secret Service. No, yeah. He, he denies ever being on the island. Um, it's come out that he's been there. Well, at least Virginia Joffrey says so with some young girls and that he was there without Secret Service. And she also said that, I mean, his name is on Epstein's flight manifest, but also... Ghislaine Maxwell said that she fl- she had a ho- helicopter license and she flew Clinton there several times herself. And I doubt that is the, on any kind of flight passenger manifest. Ghislaine Maxwell flew Bill Clinton to the. Did the she island? can fly helicopters? She can like. Pi- Who uh, is this lady? Pilot like, submarines. Who well, she is? She's a, she's a Mossad agent. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> I I'm telling you, she is above Epstein. She was probably his handler. Her dad was this big Mossad guy. And this whole operation, people just think of it about like pedophilia and underage sex. No, this was an intelligence operation. This was to blackmail powerful people and to control them and to get them to do what they want. Well, you were mentioning before, right, that she was arrested in the United States. Is that correct? Yeah, this all seems very, very strange to me. I mean, with the funds and resources he has, like, and I, I, likely I being shocked. an intelligence, a seasoned intelligence agent, you could disappear and yeah. probably never. I, I was shocked that she was. To, to me, it's either she wanted to be arrested at this point in time, or did you guys see the video of the arrest? No, no, because there's no. not one. No video. Has anyone, <laughs> has anyone seen a picture of her since the nope. arrest? You're not gonna. Oh, that's I, interesting. I do. I don't even know if she's alive anymore. I don't know. I'm this whole thing. I mean, I hate to get like conspiratorial, but we're talking about. No, you don't. You love we're it. talking about people with the funds and connections and the blackmail on everyone. Like when it comes down to it, we just heard Trump saying on TV that, you know, Epstein was either murdered or killed himself in jail. And that's what we keep hearing. It's like, well, he Epstein, didn't say no, he listen, murdered listen, or killed himself. Yes, he did. But listen, Trump Epstein, said that. Yeah. Epstein would well, they already he, say he killed himself. Well, that's what we're hearing. We're hearing he either killed himself or he was murdered. And we're allowed to have this conversation, which leads me to believe that neither of those things are true and that he's still alive. And we saw some of that drone footage of his island, and it looked like a dude that looked like Epstein there. I mean, I don't know. It's a little far away. It could have been like Anthony Bourdain for all I know. But <laughs> it, it's, just, it's just strange to me that the <laughs> Epstein didn't kill himself thing was allowed to go so far. And there's like, no, he killed himself. No, he was murdered. Isn't that? I'm like, I feel like 
the box they're trying to put it in, it's probably something else. It's again, it's, yeah, they're making you think super this way. Super connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're they're making you look right. Oh, was he, he was he didn't kill himself. He was murdered. No one thinks of the possibility uh, he was smuggled out of here alive. And he was, you know, yeah. If he were if he were free. smuggled out, what better cover than this big argument of he was murdered? Yeah, mm-hmm. like, that's, I mean, that's that's basically if you guys listen to when I had Larry Levine on, Larry Levine thinks there's a very good chance that he's still alive. Just just by the way they handled everything. With, I mean, you never see a a dead person brought out of a, uh, you know, out of a prison uncovered. You could see his face. And so, didn't like, why, um, why would didn't they do the that? Uh, guards get basically bribed to leave the workstation to they uh, were, not be there? They were asleep. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, whatever they want to call it, they weren't paying attention conveniently. Hey, do you know how he was on suicide watch? There's also Wait. no vi- video of his first suicide attempt either. Yeah, this is convincing me he's alive. Yeah, he's I, I don't know. I'm starting to but, think he's alive too. But if he's alive, you would think Maxwell would be alive too, right? Even if Perhaps. she's not actually in custody. Because if she's a valuable asset to Mossad, are they, I mean, I don't know how they operate. Would they just say fucker? Just get well, 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 here's off the, the thing. loose well, ends? Here's the thing. Say she is in prison, right? And say there is this dead man switch, say they have all these videos of powerful people, this and that. She obviously in prison does not have the finger on the trigger of that. Other people yeah. have to do that. Now put yourself in their shoes. Is it more valuable to you to just keep that and let her go down or get her out of this? I kind of feel like she might be expendable at this point. If yeah, she's even if- in prison. If someone else if has access, yeah. yeah. If someone else has access even, to, or her. if she's even alive. <laughs> yeah. Well, doesn't she have to? I mean, you would think if there's a, a is the lawsuit still going on? The the slander um, lawsuit. I think that's over. It's just um, and another thing that was interesting about that whole thing that came out in the documents was when she was processing her civil case. She was trying to get uh, documents and some of the photos of her and videos of her and stuff from the FBI. They wouldn't give it to her. Oh, well, that's that's one thing that I want to talk about. So the FBI knew, at least as of 2008, about this whole situation with Epstein. I mean, they probably knew way further than that, but there's concrete evidence they knew back in 2008 because there was requests made for for photographs and, and documentation that they had. Who was the FBI director in 2008? Mueller. Uh-huh. So St. <laughs> Robert Mueller um, knew of <laughs> this fucking Jeffrey Epstein sex trafficking. And Who's not the only, FBI director in 9-11? That was uh, Louis Free, wasn't it? Or was oh. it Mueller? No, Louis Free was... Uh, I, I, I asked because I thought it was Mueller, but I could be wrong. I actually legitimately don't know, but I... I was actually just looking up the history of directors. Um, Mueller was 12 years, I think. Let me look this up. Let's look this up. I'll keep going. Um, he, cause he got some kind of exemption to keep serving on after the, the normal term. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it just shows how corrupt he is. And then the other thing that <laughs> fucking really pissed me off is um, the request to the FBI Oh my God. So he was in office, director of the FBI, September 4th, 2001 to September 4th, 2013. So, so one he came week. Right, before, he came in right before 9 11. Seven days before 9 11. Holy shit. Yeah. It's that. funny. You know, I never got too much into 9 11 conspiracies because. I mean, they're, they're like, not even well, conspiracies. They're just well, obvious. When that stuff <laughs> happened. To me, I was like, there's so much horrible stuff the government's doing that's just out in the open and not a conspiracy. Like, I don't want to get involved in that kind of thinking because no one will ever listen to anything I have to say. But now, actually, this is a boon to us. Post the Jeffrey Epstein suicide, now everybody's a conspiracist and nobody believes anything. And they're right to because so many things we've been lied to about. And this is so not true from the government. We can't trust anything they say. Yeah, thank God people are finally realizing that. Um, another thing that was 
uh, I think what I started to mention earlier when there was a document request in 2000, I think 13 or no, 2015 as well, or is it 2016, something like that for, for the slander case mm-hmm. and the FBI just ignored it. So Mr. A higher loyalty, James Comey, so fucking noble of this guy to, to just put all his ideals front and center and sacrifice his career for the greater good. Doesn't, fucking give a shit about a uh, sex trafficker like Jeffrey Epstein. Nah, we're not going to do anything about this, but I'm a paragon of fucking virtue. That motherfucker. Sally Yates should be in jail, but I was so happy to see her throw Comey under the bus in her congressional hearing the other day. Oh, yeah, me too. It's like, Comey just went rogue. (laughs) (laughs) You know what was crazy about that whole inner... I think it was like Lindsey Graham or it was a Republican senator interviewing her and he's like would you fair to would it be fair to say like he went rogue and normally you would think like no matter what a republican senator and and that's a pretty loaded question right there and they would try to deflect it a little bit and say well she's like yep yep he went rogue (laughs) (laughs) she also said that biden was there in like the meetings about this stuff yeah well it's going to be awkward when she's the vice president for a week before it becomes president. I oh, guess. she won't be vice president. Sally Yates. She's not black. <laughs> well, I, I guess it's her, her number one qualification to be vice president. Joe Biden's vice president. <laughs> Unless he doesn't remember. <laughs> so th- yeah, those were two things that I found interesting about the FBI. Just I, their I've, level I've got a legal and, question for you. So well, we, I probably won't be able to answer. Well, <laughs> so we know that he got a sweetheart deal back in the day Epstein did. And uh, it was somebody in Trump's administration that was over it. And when he asked about it, he was like, I was told by my superiors that he's intelligence. We, we got to let him go or whatever. But uh, I was reading, and this is why I'm asking you, because I don't know if it's true. I was reading this on conspiracy threads that this non-prosecution agreement that he signed may have covered other people too, like Clinton. Oh, yeah. So I saw that too, of like Possibly. Dershowitz was, you know, a co Oh, yeah, Dershowitz was the lawyer. <laughs> yeah, and it could cover co-conspirators. That's obviously way above anything I've ever been, you know, involved in legally. I, it just, it seemed to me that that would be questionable. It was like, you can just have a blanket agreement to cover unnamed people in your in, in your uh, your non prosecution agreement, I think that's or, really. Or could they have been named but just not released to the public? I, I don't know. What's does a non prosecution agreement could it expand to more than one person? I think so, but I you would think that there would have to be you know you'd have to be named and there would have to be some level of specific uh, specific. Th- they were saying that Epstein say was providing them with information, right? And they, so but, that they were all, also then, so, so don't take any more of his money or anything. But for like, yeah, yeah. But for a judge to approve that kind of agreement, you'd you'd think he'd have to look and say, okay, well, who exactly are we covering here? You know, we have to have some kind of uh, definitiveness, right? Like, you can't just say, you know, a thousand people are right. But if they're like, all right, judge, well, we're talking about like President Clinton and a couple of people, and they're like, well, this this is how you know the FBI and federal prosecutors work. And that's why I've always been skeptical that anything's ever going to come out from this with, you know, even if Ghislaine Maxwell does yeah. get indicted, gets convicted, and which I don't think any of that's ever going to happen. And they were saying she's going to sing, she's going to give up all these people, even if she did that. And even if she already has done it, that doesn't have to come out. They can just use yeah. that and leverage in other cases. Yeah. And, other and I don't think a, a non-prosecution agreement like that necessarily is binding forever. Even on the, the facts in question, you would think, you know, unless the charges were dismissed with prejudice, like they brought the charges and then the judge dismissed the charges with prejudice and you can't ever bring these charges again. And maybe someone can, can probably knows over, can that be way overruled? better than me. Can well, that be overruled? It, no, if the, if the charges are dismissed with prejudice, then the, you're, you're it's done. done? Oh, yeah, okay. but I, I don't think that ever happened here. And, and maybe if some criminal lawyer is listening to this and they know far better than me. But if you never brought the charges and charges like this, I don't know what the statute of limitations is. So you could theoretically Should be never. Yeah. You'd think <laughs> you could theoretically bring those charges again and you could say, Oh, we had a we had a non prosecution agreement. I'm like, well, I don't know about that. We can we'll get out of that somehow. So I really I don't know how binding that is, but that's not something I've ever looked into or, or had any part of 
but uh, you know, I'm skeptical about it. How about this? I'm just looking through this, uh, this one of the links that was sent out. I'm not sure if Howie sent it, but I think I got it from you originally, Howie, this uh, Zero Hedge article that really lists, has a bunch oh, of yeah, tweets yeah, in yeah. it. That was a good one. And there's this one tweet that Dershowitz sent out on July 5th, just last month, um, saying, I hope Epstein made videos. There have been suggestions yeah. that he made secret videos of all the men who had sex in the house and the planes. I hope he did, and they are all revealed because they will prove I am not among them. I hereby waive any right of privacy in Epstein's videos. That's a blow. How, that's that's I yeah. Mean, that that's a gambit, dude. That's a if I ever saw it, that's a like hail mary. Yeah, because the <laughs> other names he's listed with, like you're like, yeah, that person's fucking Prince Andrew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know he's fucking guilty. Like the the royal family has nothing to do with. It. Is he even in the royal family anymore? Who knows? Um, yeah. I don't even know how Bill the royal Clinton, family works. Yeah, I Bill can't believe Clinton. these people can just walk around when we all know. Yeah, um, there was someone else too. That's uh, John. What was that guy's name? I don't even know. It's, uh, Dude, if we John even go- Luke Bluke or something. Oh uh, no no no! I know who you're talking about. Ah oh, damn. So he, it's like pretty well established. Is this the Victoria's that- Secrets dude? That was Wexner, I thought. Oh, that's Wexner. Right. So you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, talking about well, there's George George Mitchell, former U.S. No, senator. No, no, no. Uh, don't make me click on links. Well, Bill Richardson. Bill, Bill Richardson. Oh, yeah, I think he's definitely guilty. Oh yeah. Well, where did uh, Epstein have a ranch? <laughs> New you Mexico, know. I think. Yeah, I well, yeah. That was it. Was is that where he was question. trying to do uh, his like <laughs> impregnating all the women to like populate the world with his seed? I think so. So, dude, that's so crazy. Him and the scientist thing, like, they're Bill Gates was associated with him, and so is Stephen so Hawking. is the creator of Stephen The Simpsons, Macaroni. Yes, I saw that too. Apparently, uh, Virginia Roberts alleges to have given him a foot massage. Yeah, so I was talking about is that like Jean- a foot job. <laughs> A lot of foot massages in this uh, in this release. So. so I was talking about Jean Luc Brunel. I'm not really sure who that is. So, oh, is he related to Nexium? That sex uh, cult <laughs> with the girl from Smallville. I, I don't can someone. So. I don't feel like typing. It's French too loud. modeling agent who was Epstein's friend. Someone um, type Brunel. Well, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Someone type. Why can't you type? My keyboard's so loud. Oh. That's fine. So, but uh, you know, the, the other names that, um, why did I just blank on it? That Dershowitz was linked with, or it's like, it seems pretty well just taken for, yeah, yeah, they were involved. Like, is anyone really denying Bill Clinton was other than Bill Clinton? Was anyone like <laughs> saying, oh, that's bullshit. There's no I way. I think Bill eventually Clinton- Bill Clinton's going to be like, ah, you got me. <laughs> From what I hear, um, Hillary was at the island. Oh, I absolutely believe that too. You know what's crazy? And I was thinking about this before because we did a whole conspiracy corner on Pizzagate, what, like two years ago, yeah. three years ago or something. And you know, people just mock Pizzagate. They're like, oh, it's so outlandish when it's there's true. all this fucking circumstantial evidence of it. It's like beyond a coincidence. And then this comes out and you're like, all these high level people are on a pedophile island are we really going to like say oh there's no way all these rich and powerful people were also doing this in washington dc <laughs> like Dude, there there was so here's the thing it's like pizzagate they've made it sound ridiculous anybody brings up like oh that crazy conspiracy theory someone year a few years ago was talking about this epstein related stuff on i think it was like cnn i forget who the anchor was at the time it was like oh we're not getting to this pizza gate like conspiracy stuff now we're not talking about this it's like it taints it just like Odie was talking to, yeah. today about how they stopped those things from trending like the save the children and whatever else because QAnon accounts were tweeting it so now if QAnon says anything even if it's about this real shit it's like, oh, that's just QAnon conspiracy stuff. Don't listen to it. Uh, tune that out. Yeah. They're trying to like taint all of this stuff so that people don't take it seriously. Hey, just want to take a real quick minute here to talk about another libertarian podcast. If you haven't listened to Good Morning Liberty, it's a five-day-per-week show. Nate and Charlie, I don't know how they do it, five days per week pumping out fantastic content. Also, um, their Twitter game, I have to say, I've been following them on Twitter, is on point. At Good AM Liberty. Check it out. I don't know if it's Nate or Charlie running the account, but whichever one is doing it, fantastic job. Um, 
also their their show. So what is their show? They are trying to really take the onus of trying to change people's minds of how uh, people view libertarians. And they're trying to do this by leading with a message of compassion first, rather than, um, you know, pounding on your keyboard and screaming at people like libertarians uh, love to do. So they're looking at ways in which policies impact people and using the principles of liberty to provide compassionate solutions. Uh, they both have uh, backgrounds in healthcare. They own a healthcare IT company. Check it out. Good Morning Liberty, wherever you get your podcast. You can also um, subscribe to their podcast by going to BernieLies.com, which uh, in an aw- so awesome redirects right to their, uh, their podcast links page. So check that out. Good Morning Liberty. So, so one thing that I just saw for the first time today implicated in this is uh, Ron Burkle, the billionaire. The only thing I knew about him is that he's like part owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's like Mary Lemieux's money man. But really? apparently he was uh, was on the island with uh, with Epstein and you know flew on the plane. And there's a quote in here, according to 2008 Vanity Fair feature about the former president talking about Bill Clinton. Burkle's usual means of transport is the custom-converted Boeing 757 that Clinton calls Ron Air and that Burkle's own circle of young aides privately referred to Air Fuck One. <laughs> That's a, in uh, Epstein's plane. They had like a bed and everything and they would do all the... Yeah. So I think one name, you, you like we've talked about, Clinton, but you can't talk about this without talking about Trump in some way, shape, or form. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Let's bring that up. Let's bring that up. So he's definitely, it sounds like he's definitely been on the plane, but not to the Orgy Island. I don't know if he was on the plane, but he definitely knows Ghislaine it's, and Epstein. They're yeah. in the same circles. You're right. And he he kind of made offhanded comments like, uh, he likes the young the young women. But he's got quite the life or something like that. So that can mean, I don't know. I don't want to make an excuse for Trump. For all I know, he is a huge pervert and he's and he's you know into young girls, and which would be horrible. Who knows? Seems like he likes adult but, age Eastern European women. Yeah, yeah, it seems like he's always liked he's always <laughs> like younger. He, he's always liked younger women than himself, not you know teenage girls. I mean, yeah, I mean. It would it would surprise me much more than Clinton because Clinton seems to have a history of, of very violent uh, mm-hmm. sexual encounters yeah. with like Juanita Broderick and there's been others. Describe a particular a predator, really. Um, yeah. And I know there's accusations against Trump, but I don't know that those were. <laughs> I don't know. It there seemed to me one, to be there less was like a twelve year old old girl that had accused him of rape or something, but. Oh, got, I didn't hear that one. It got thrown out. It didn't seem credible. Yeah. So I don't know. I just found the the uh, predatory accusations about Clinton much more believable than against Trump. But you know, I, I don't know Trump from a hole in the wall. Obviously. I did too. And I always wondered about his uh, severing ties with Epstein. I've heard different stories. I've heard that it was over a real estate deal, right. and I heard he was like. Epstein was being inappropriate with a girl at Mar-a-Lago. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. Don't ever come back and don't have anything to do with me. So the, there was a conspiracy about the real estate deal is that um, they were having a dispute. I don't remember exactly the particulars about whether one was going to buy the property or they were going to buy it from each other or whatever, or what the price was or whatever. And then, you know, they just kind of had the rift. And a week after this kind of split happened, there was some kind of tip that led to all these um, investigation into Epstein. Oh, well, we do know that when they were busting up the mafia in New York, Trump was like one of the main witnesses. Really? I never heard that. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he was a witness in this kind of stuff, too. Well, that's because Trump's lawyer. Oh, God. What, what was his lawyer's name? Was the same lawyer. Cohen? for the- no, yeah. it had to be <laughs> no, 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 not Cohen. Um, oh, um, what's the guy's <laughs> name? Have you guys seen the the Netflix Netflix documentary on Trump? It's really good. No, nope. I'll find it. But anyways, like, nah, I don't remember what we're talking about. Well, we were talking about like there was a tip 
a tip that led oh, to yeah. some kind of investigation or Roy, Roy Cohn. Roy Cohn oh, yeah. is doing things. Oh like yeah, he's he was yeah. tight with Epstein, that dude. Roy Cohn was? Yeah. So I guess the question is, you know, what level of knowledge do we think Trump had? Is it really possible that this guy, um, Epstein, it seems like we knew about Epstein like five, six years ago before he was even in the plane. We always, you know, yeah. say, oh, when I was reading through the court documents today, I was like, I've known all of this for years. Right. Like, is any of this new? I'm like this. That, yeah, we we knew all of this, but yeah. it's 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 out in the but open. But when now. we said it years ago, people were like, oh, you're crazy. That's a bunch of conspiracy nonsense. Yeah, but is it possible that like a person like Trump did not know that what Epstein was really doing? If you know, hypothetically, Trump was not involved. Well, I I guess one thing I need to know: what year did he cut off ties? How long ago was that? Oh, it was, was a long. It was a long time ago. So maybe I mean, realistically, could he have just found out then? I mean, if it was a long time ago. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I guess while we do our research on the show, well, that's that's how we do it. Yeah, but but Roy Cohn, he was a, a ruthless uh, lawyer. He was lawyer for uh, a lot of the mafia, and he was Trump's lawyer too. Trump, when Trump was a young real estate um, developer coming up in New York City, he uh, befriended, or I guess Roy Cohn befriended him, and uh, they did a lot of deals together. Okay, so this says in 2004, they were suddenly rivals, each angling to snag a choice Palm Beach property um, that was being sold in bankruptcy. So, I mean, so the charges and things against Epstein weren't until much later. It's possible he didn't know. 2000, I mean, I, when did Chelsea Clinton get married? Ghislaine Maxwell was at her wedding. <laughs> like, that's true. Is Ghislaine Maxwell's sister married to Fauci or is that not true? I don't know. I heard that too. <laughs> really? They kind of look alike. I, I, mean, I never researched. I hate, I hate Let's do some so more much. research. Apparently, just an interesting tidbit of extraneous information. Fauci, they don't put him on air very much in Germany because he looks a whole lot like a Nazi Holocaust doctor searching into oh, lots God, of awful really? things. <laughs> Uncanny resemblance. So I think Fauci is a whole other fucking can of worms but yeah. looks gosh. looks like their his wife's name made a name christine grady so i don't i don't know chelsea clinton was married in 2010 so that jis lane was at her wedding i could send you pictures if you don't believe me well i i, yeah, I believe you, you. <laughs> are you talking about to everyone who listens to the episode? i mean i think i try to <laughs> speculate when it's an opinion or or i'm speculating but yeah that's a fact so i one thing I thought was interesting about Trump is, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, and, and Coulter, is that her name? Oh yeah. Yeah. The fucking crazy. She, she hates Trump now. Yeah. But she, she tweeted right away after the, this news dump or these document dump that, um, this is what we've known all along. Trump was on the plane, but he was never, um, at the Island. So like, it's almost like she's defending him in a way because she tweeted it out right away. Like, this is nothing new. We knew all along Trump wasn't um, part of the, you know, at the Island. He was, he may, he maybe took a, a courtesy plane from, from Florida to New York, which a lot of the rich and, you know, famous yeah. people did. Um, so I saw that. I was like, is she defending him? Cause I thought she hated him. So I don't know. I don't maybe know. it's just uh, more us against, you know, Republicans against the fucking Democrats. There's also a lot of like the uh, intellectual and scientific community that is tied in with Epstein as well. Oh, I forget yeah. the guy's name who was like the he was like the the go between that would help uh, Epstein really enter enter into these circles. Um, I think it was John John Brockman, um, a literary agent who had the Edge Foundation. And I guess he connected a lot of uh, connected Epstein with like uh, academia and scientists at MIT and things like that. But he, Epstein's also been connected with like Elon Musk. I know Musk had dinner with him at least once, him and his wife. And Musk has said basically, yeah, we just had dinner with him and, and that's it. So, and I mean, I mean, I'm sure that's happened. You know, I'm sure yeah. he's had dinner with plenty of people that weren't fucking kids. Like, yeah, it, it's not like everybody who we, Epstein talked to is a pedophile. I think there's got, I mean, yeah. you got to be careful with uh, how you implicate people. 
It's like shit. I mean, I've got pictures with lots of pedophiles. But that was just because <laughs> well, I was you worked. Congre- you worked as a page. That was just because I was a congressional page, oh. and the, the, the Congress is packed with them. <laughs> how many? How many old lawsuits redacted do you have? No, nah, I got none. Nothing happened to me. Now, it's, it makes you feel like, why wasn't I like? <laughs> what was wrong with what me? What was wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that like a, a South Park episode or something? No, but it's funny. My, my friend who Mark Foley did uh, go after, and we didn't know at the time, but he did end up being gay. So it's like maybe they knew, maybe he had the gaydar. I don't know. That's a um, uh, Always Sunny Philadelphia episode. When Mac, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mac like meets his, uh, I don't know, his high school gym coach or whatever. When you know he's older and finds out that he like sexually harassed <laughs> all these other kids, and Mac's like all hurt by it that he didn't try to abuse Best him. Show. Oh god, what a messed up show, but ridiculous. So, so something I think should be addressed. Like um, we all know a lot of this is about pedophilia and sex trafficking. We all know a lot about this is about blackmail in power and influence and control but and not to bring back to pizzagate there's a lot of weird occultish type stuff going on here too if we look at epstein's island where he had like this weird temple with a dome on it and just even in their house all the weird crap they had and pizzagate people who all right we don't know that they did anything but if you look at like, the crazy art and shit that the podestas have like and their associations with people like that Abramovich woman in the like spirit cooking all this stuff. Like, there's some weird like some kind of occult satanic like shit going on. I don't know what to make of that, or if it's you know. Oh, is this, I mean, is it a, I is mean, it a fart? Uh, is is this not something worth mentioning, or is there something here? Well, I I think it does tie in with Pizzagate. Um, these are rich and powerful people. The Pizzagate was rich and powerful people in DC, peddlers of influence, men of power, and they were involved in cult-like activities. We went through all that artwork and stuff that was, like you said, in uh, Podesta's house, all the, the tie-ins that were just beyond coincidental. And then you have, this is, this is not even in dispute anymore, right? Like Epstein was a sex trafficker. Yep. He had these temples on his island. There were rich and powerful DC people being flown there. Um, and this guy, it's never been explained how Epstein became so rich, right? Does he have any legitimate source of that kind of wealth? No, it, I mean, it was his start. Wasn't he like a college dropout or something till uh, Bob Barr's dad gave him a job teaching? He, <laughs> I did not know that. Current attorney general. Really? Yeah. I didn't yeah, his dad gave him his first start. I think uh, didn't Epstein get here it is. He got his start. Um Stephen Hoffenberg, CEO and chairman of president of Towers Financial Corporation, hired Epstein in oh, nineteen eighty seven right. yeah. as a consultant for twenty five thousand a month. They traveled the world together on Hoffenberg's jet. Hoffenberg pled guilty for running one of the biggest Ponzi schemes in U.S. history and filed a lawsuit in 2018 calling Epstein as an uncharged co-conspirator who knowingly and intentionally utilized funds he fraudulently fraudulently diverted and obtained from this massive Ponzi scheme for his own personal use. And uh, he's implicating that this is where Epstein got his obscene wealth from. I don't think that's sufficient to explain the wealth that he has. You gave know. him the start, I guess. Um, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, but I think we talked about this before because, yeah, he worked for this company, but then he, he, you know, he got out of it at some point in time. And then, like, what what he did after that was just kind of a blank, blank page. No one really well, we're knows. Just kind of blackmailing the most powerful men in a, yeah. the world. And so, um, there was a couple other. There were some other on. people. My my phone's buzzing. What is this? Emergency alert. Uh-oh. National Weather Service. Flash flood warning. Oh, yeah. no. Are there any streams by your house? I'm in the basement. I hope I don't get flooded out. <laughs> get flash flooded away. I had something I was going to say, but I forget now. Um, well, there's uh, a lot of other people that have been named to be on this plane. Um, 
and I don't know like where they got off or, you know, where they went, but like kind of conf- just su- a little surprising names like Heidi Klum, I think was listed. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, who's the woman who just like blocked a million people on uh, Twitter and stuff. And like, I wouldn't know. There was some model, some model. Well, who's wasn't just, Christy Teigen. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm talking about. Christy Teigen. She, I think she's tied to this, isn't she? Well, she was, oh, and she was she saying like, was well, if I was with him, I would have been a victim. Well, she, she like blocked what? like a million people on Twitter and because there's some connection, people are talking about it. So she starts blocking everyone saying like, I don't feel safe. And I thought like her, it was like two weeks ago. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's COVID times. It could have been months. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, there, there, was a, there was a bunch of people that you, like you mentioned there was an MIT professor. Oh, uh, it's, it's speaking of the scientists. Let, just, just so we all know, we all know that the politicians lie to us and the news media lie to us, but let it be known that buying a scientist is just as easy as buying a politician. Just ask JB. So keep that, in, keep that in mind when all this COVID stuff is coming out. It's just as easy to buy oh, a goddamn it's scientist. It's too late for people to keep that in mind, unfortunately. And I mean, going back to COVID, does anyone like why is Fauci hasn't been a practicing doctor in 30 fucking years? He's a politician yeah. at this point. And if, if you want to hear us talk, because at the beginning for we did a bonus show at the beginning. If you want to hear us talk about COVID and all that stuff, join the pride, patreon.com slash lines of liberty. And you can hear that. Anyway, go ahead, Rico. I think he beat his record of killing people with this COVID thing, though, from when he was in charge of the whole AIDS epidemic and was recommending people take ACT, which is totally poisonous and toxic. You know what's funny is uh, I read that article, and it's impossible to find. I think you sent it to me. Oh, yeah. But it was, was it like a, a, a Rolling Stone article or something from the 80s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, I'll it's, resend it to you if you need it. it. No, I have it on the email. But I'm just saying, if, if you tried to find that on the internet, it's scrubbed. And Pops you up find in zero it. searches, Dude, I'm sure. Big, yeah. big tech is our enemy, too. I yeah. mean, we already knew it was the politicians, the media, and academia. But apparently, it's also scientists and big tech. Well, I think that's one thing that uh, libertarians miss a lot is, you know, we talk about protecting our free speech politically. It's just as important to protect it, you know, culturally from these big tech firms as, you know, they've really become more powerful than the politicians and they dictate, you know, what's news, what's not news. What do we see in our feeds? What don't we see? What are we talking about? What makes us, what makes us afraid this day compared to the next day? It's all freaking algorithms. And it's not like, we live in a free society. I mean, these companies, these institutions are all in bed with the government. That's fascist. It's fascism. It's- yeah. Well, you, you said they dictate what's news. They, I think they go beyond that. They're dictating what is actually fact. Mm-hmm. And they're saying this is fact mm-hmm. and this is not fact. When there is an honest dispute about data, they're saying this is wrong and this is right. Dude, we have people calling for like no more history class until we have a more acceptable history we can teach. Like, Well, luckily for them, there's no schools. <laughs> so there's no history class. They, they yeah, I, I'm torn on the no schools thing. I mean, all right, good. Let's stop I mean, the indoctrination. Centers. Stop taxing me if you're going to. Oh, that's, that's not an option. I, but I, isn't this surprising though? That's like their church, their cathedral. This is where we indoctrinate the youth. They're going to give that up. Well, they're showing that teachers are not essential employees, apparently. <laughs> Dude, I saw today like, the teachers are all marching about the stuff, bringing out guillotines and stuff. It's like, God damn it. If you can march in a big crowd, you can teach in a classroom. Yeah. I think that's, I don't want to paint all teachers like that in a broad brush. I think that's very politicized areas of teachers. Like you might, I don't know where that march was, but I'm guessing it was a very left place like, you know, California or New York or somewhere where they're, they're very radicalized and, you know, they're talking about getting, <laughs> meeting our demands for healthcare for all or Medicare for all or something like, what the fuck does that have to do with, you know, you teaching or not? But I suppose that's off subject a little bit. You see, Rico's playing to his, uh, his teacher audience. He has quite a following Alliance of Liberty. All the teachers love Rico. So well, I don't like, like to, I don't like to, you know, paint people in broad brushes. But uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, teachers have not endeared themselves to me in general over the last six months. So not to get off topic, but like, Cody, I think our I love that Friday, every every we just keep going farther off topic. It's I, I, I think our felony Friday listeners they they know the true libertarian. So you know, we do libertarian ish podcasts. It is. 
So libertarian-ish. Are there are there status uh, part of this no, podcast? No, 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 no. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm well, just saying people, I mean, there's I'm people saying, listening I'm to Felony saying, Friday who are, you know, on I'm the saying left. There's there's more the right. to Felony Friday than libertarianism. There's more mm-hmm. to it. Supposedly. Anyway, <laughs> anyways. So somebody I follow on Twitter who is a libertarian has been uh doing this thing where they're pretending they're a Marxist, like Stalinist communist. And when they see like Ancoms getting arguments with Ancaps, like these arguments are going on, he'll get on and be like <laughs> shaming them for not being good communists and like how terrible they are. Like Stalin would be like so mad. And it, it's so funny to watch. So ridiculous. And like, I kind of want to start reading some like communist literature so I could like do some kind of thing like this. I don't know. So, so anybody know any good like communist stuff I should read? I mean, that's no, a, really. a funny thing for someone to do, and I I, I probably want like, to follow them to to get the, to get the, oh, to oh enjoy it's the funny. Humor. Like one thing is like he'll get down and be like, "You're all just a bunch of bourgeois progs that just whine in your basements and do nothing." Like <laughs> the Russian socialists like took over like half the world of all and it's, it's so great. They like they've been arguing with ANCAPs for days and just like shut up immediately. Like they have no answer. Like okay, you're here, right? <laughs> but this, so for some reason, I've been like fascinated by this. And I started following like some like commies and socialists and stuff, and I'm seeing them like posting like pro gun stuff and all this like how horrible the Democratic Party is and all this crap. I'm like, wow, we have a lot in common with them. I even I, I replied to one of these uh, commie ladies today. I'm like, hey, wait, so are you guys anti-war? Because the Democratic Party sure isn't. I don't think I've gotten a response yet, but I'm like, I would almost prefer more of these people, even though we're so far apart from them, than these like progressive Democrats that are just awful. Howie, you're very active on Twitter from arguing with Austin Peterson to uh, following communists. I don't know where you find time from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so just steering Howie back on track. I know yes. you talked about this, um, the science community connection. Did you to bring up Bill Gates at all? Yes. Know. Okay, so, so let me just say, this stuff has actually already been in the news. I'm looking at this. So emails obtained and published by the New Yorker show former MIT Media Lab director, Joy Ito, he wrote in his emails that Gates was quote unquote directed by Epstein to donate $2 million to the research lab in October, 2014. So that sounds like blackmail to me. If you're directing someone to just write over a $2 million check, I know it's Bill Gates and all, but still. And have you seen Bill's wife? Uh, I don't think she's attractive, right? That's right. Okay. So um, (laughs) another thing, a New York Times investigation published in, I don't know what year this article, it says published in October, but I don't know what year, found that Gates met with Epstein multiple times after Epstein's conviction in 2011, including at least three meetings at Epstein's Manhattan penthouse. This wasn't denied by Gates. Uh, It said a spokesperson for Gates said, Gates regretted the association, but he never really spoke of it again. You know, he never kind of mentioned it until it was brought up. Um, so Gates definitely had some kind of connection with Epstein. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure plenty of people meet with Gates and try to solicit money, but it sounds like he was doing what Epstein told him. So, and it also said that he, did there is evidence that he flew on uh, Epstein's plane at least once, but it, I don't think there's anything specific about where it was going. Not getting his vaccine. So <laughs> did Epstein. So why would Bill Gates ever get on Epstein's plane? Wouldn't Epstein get on Bill <laughs> um, Gates plane? Are you, are you right. serious? Are you serious? Bill Gates oh. plane doesn't have the bed and the underage. Oh no. What, what legitimate re I think yeah. that's what he's saying. Like, Oh, for yeah, legitimate I mean, reasons. Yeah, oh, yeah, there is none. There is none. Right. Like, if, uh, honestly, if you're just looking at it, like, I'm sure Bill Gates isn't get on anyone else's plane. You know, he's going to get on his own plane. This dude wants to, like, reduce the human population. He's not a good person. 
See, I go back and forth on this whole Bill Gates being the devil thing. And uh, I haven't gone. I, I've gone one way. I haven't come back from that yeah. one way. <laughs> so you think he's, actually, think he's actually the, the devil? He's actually the most well, evil person alive. Now. I don't know about it, literally uh, Lucifer. Well, I don't know. <laughs> if, if he truly does want to do all these things and depopulate the world and I think people have, everyone with chips and vaccinate everyone, I which intentionally is going to have a notion about what is the overall good. And they can think to themselves, look, you know, if people look at the small picture and say, well, we're, you're going to kill two, mil- or two billion people or whatever, you know, that's a horrible, horrible thing. But I think these people can convince them themselves that like, look, these people just, these other people just don't understand. I'm looking for the overall good of the earth. Cause if I don't do something, 7 billion people are going to die. So I know that's it's good. better for everyone else. That's a good point. And I think we forget, you know, as humans, especially in today's social media environment, you know, shorts, everything's, you know, instant gratification. We get stuck in, you know, looking day to day, week to week. Uh, The people who are, you know, really planning things out, who are in positions of leadership, who are running countries and, or pulling the strings behind the scenes, they're looking decades out. I mean, they're looking, they're not looking at just COVID. They're looking. Oh, not even that. If you're talking about the pigs, you're looking intergenerationally. Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe we need to start doing that too. You know, let's just make a few uh, hundred billion dollars, and then yeah. we can start thinking a little big picture. It's the first step. No, I a few mean more I subscribers. Mean, I mean, seriously, we've got some bad times coming, folks. There's no. no oh doubt my god! About this. You know, I, I think the election is going to be horrible. <laughs> did and you see that study they did? Did you read the Agora? Oh my god! 5? I I wish I didn't, but it's. Did it's you true. read it, the Agora Five? I did. Well, what, what I, is I read it? it today? Can you it's share? Horrible. So. This group, they they ran some studies of how the election is going to play out. They had a bunch of different scenarios. They actually had John Podesta play Joe Biden and do like his reactions. <laughs> Wait, what? I, I yes. couldn't believe this was a, a real thing. Like, and John anyways, Podesta, like, no matter yeah. what happens, it's going to be violence in the streets and political turmoil. <laughs> I think the That's, only way there's not going to be violence in the street is if, like seriously, every which way they looked at it, it's violence the only, in the streets and political turmoil. The only possible <laughs> way it's not, I think, violence is if Biden wins in a landslide. He wins like 70% of the popular vote, he wins 350 uh, you know, votes in the Electoral College. He has to win in a landslide. Otherwise, well, it's, it's going to be, be I don't agree because it's all mail in vote. It's going to be so much well, mail in voting, people just won't the, believe it. Exactly. Yeah, that's, it's not. The there's problem. no way. It's there's like, no way it's not. This is going to be a disaster. There's no way around it. They've set the stage for just. There's. There's zero. Yeah, dude. What you said. They. They want. Th- well, okay. I keep saying they. I'm talking about. Like, I do believe that there are forces that are trying to orchestrate things, and it's since I've been able to vote, they want to portray elections as illegitimate. In 2000, we had the hanging chads, and. Yeah. I That's forget true. what it was in 2004, in 2008, 2012. It was like he's a Kenyan Muslim. He's not American. Well, I don't remember 2006. It was like Russian interference. What was it? There was something. There it hasn't it was been John a, Kerry. I think everyone was just like John, John Kerry. Kerry. But oh, they no. seem to want to try to make our election process seem illegitimate. Yeah, now, it this is, one for, for sure. It's I know illegit- right now, no matter what happens, the 2020 election, no one's going to believe it. Everyone's going to say it's bullshit. And it's got to be fighting. So yeah. I don't know if you guys saw this on Twitter right now. I'm seeing uh, apparently Donald Trump. I think this is from today. He just said, I have a lot of enemies out there. This may be the last time you see me for a while. So what? Really? <laughs> that happened. Is, is Donald Trump in on it to destroy the country? I don't think ah, so. God, I, yeah, don't I think know. he might be. Because he's not like it. a lifelong Die in the wool Republican. I he's might, not, he's a repu- not a conservative. He's just yeah, a he's just, yeah. opportunist. He's a right. populist. All right. I went to his Twitter feed. The last thing he posted something about Obama, and it says drain the swamp. Um, it was something that uh, that Ziegler just posted here. I'll, uh, tag I'm looking at it. his feed right now. Let me see. But can you imagine the next like November, December? January, like you're getting votes trickling in by the day, and it's like on. It's just going to be a nightmare. It's going to be, a lot and of in people. the end, no one will accept it. Yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of violence and a lot of 
property damage. I, I was like thinking today, I'm like, shit, should I still? It, if you haven't yet, stocks? start becoming preppers, folks. Yeah. <laughs> like, get out of this country. Get out Uruguay. of the cities. Get out Uruguay. of the cities. That's where we're going, right? Uruguay? Sure. I just got to make sure I can bring my pit bull there. <laughs> I, just like, I need to get more guns. Board up the house. And if we can travel, I was like, you know, the kid's not in school. Like I work from home. Are you going like, to do, do I, the Ron Paul curriculum? I I don't even know. I guess I would have to look. I mean, it's still going to be enrolled. It's like Tom school. Woods classes, dude. Your kid will love it. It's probably so boring. Actually, you know what I did do? <laughs> um, the first two, two or three weeks of like after March where they, we did learn from home and it was a joke. I had them start watching. I would pull up a Ron Paul YouTube video every day. I'd have them watch it and then we would talk about it. And I was trying to explain like economics and a little bit of foreign policy. Excellent. Yeah. So I'll have to start doing that again because he wasn't learning shit with his actual teachers. I can just see it decades from now. Little Rico is going to have his own libertarian podcast. I'll say, I remember when my dad played me my first Ron Paul video. (laughs) Hey, hey, let's close this out with what's the best thing your dad ever taught you or the most important thing. Oh my God. That's wow. Hmm. I'll start. I used to hate this when I was a kid. So it would happen. My dad would be like, Hey, life's not fair. And like after I was in the army and I was in charge of other soldiers and they all would be bitching like, Oh, this isn't fair. It, that voice of my dad to come back in my head. Like, Hey, life's not fair. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I would go with, I guess, thinking back on it, I would, he would, fucking get irate if i ever half-assed anything you know whether it was like you know something with school or you know sports or something if he saw that i was not doing you know what i was my best i was just going through the motions it was fucking hell so don't ever do that don't be a fucking half-asser except when it comes to podcasts you can kind of half-ass <laughs> research actually you should half-ass podcasts <laughs> Um, I, I would say for my, I mean, one, one that pops in my head is, you know, I used to get like, and I, I still do from time to time, but like real stressed out if I was doing any sort of, if I had like, like for work, a bit, like a big meeting, it's like, like early in my career, or if I had to like do a presentation or something, or like what, the event that pops into my head is when I was going in to negotiate to, with the owners um, of the house that we live in now. We bought it directly from the owners. They were basically hoarders. And I was stressing out, you know, um, about how to negotiate the price, what I was going to say, what I was going to start with, what was going to be my stopping point. And my dad just broke it down. He's like, you got, I mean, you got to have fun with it. You know, if you're not having fun, I mean, then what are you doing? So um, it just kind of changed my perspective on when you're getting stressed out, if you're going into any, some sort of big meeting or something, or, I mean, just relax, have, have fun. That's going to make it a lot easier. I think that's a good words of wisdom. And who would have thought we would have had a feel good moment at the conclusion of Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah, that's, that's the truth. Well, this has been fun guys. Um, I'll just say once again, uh, thank you both for coming on the show. Wait, wait, and we're any, not going to, we didn't uh, do, is it a crime and should they do time for uh, Jeffrey Epstein? Is that game is that game over? Yes and yes. <laughs> I think they should actually find him um, since he's snuck out of prison and uh, hang him. So no, Gislaine, yes, it's a crime. Yes, yes. It's a due time. Okay. Any I think we're unanimous. No, I think we're good. Yep. Lock him up. Put in put in the, the music. Lock him up. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's a uh, that's a wrap. If you want to hear the uh, little pre-bonus show that we did talking about COVID and a little bit about the uh, Beirut bombing, and if you'd rather die from starvation or in a nuclear attack, if you want to hear the answer to that, our answers to that, uh, join the Lions of Liberty Pride. Go to Patreon.com/LionsofLiberty. And uh, from Howie Snowden, from Rico, our legal counsel, and from myself, John Odermatt. Always remember to keep your head up and the fires of liberty burning. Thank you for listening to today's show. Another great episode of Felony Friday. As you know, Felony Friday is one of three shows we have here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. Of course, we kick off every single week with our Monday show hosted by Mark Clare. It's our longest running program, our flagship program. 
where Mark interviews leaders in the liberty movement. Every Wednesday, we have Electric Liberty Land, hosted by Brian McWilliams. It's your weekly shot of culture, comedy, liberty, swearing, and just just good fun. Check that out. You can get all three shows by subscribing for the great price of $0 per month. You get everything that we have here. So please check everything out. And uh, if you like it all, please think about, consider supporting what we're doing here at Lions of Liberty. A great way to do that is by joining the Lions of Liberty Pride. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash Liberty. Another great way of doing that is by uh, following, liking, sharing our stuff on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Liberty. On Instagram and Twitter, we are at Liberty. And the discussion forum where all the greatest and brightest minds go to to talk about politics, liberty, everything that's happening in the world today, current events, the Lions of Liberty Forum on Facebook, which you can find by typing Lions of Liberty Forum in the search bar at the top of Facebook, clicking search, comes up, say you want to join it, answer a question, bam, you're in, and the rest is just going to be a great journey for you. So check that out. That's all I have for today. This is John Odermatt signing off. Always remember to keep your head up and the fires of liberty burning.